Welcome to the Every Top Matters Podcast. I just love talking to people about their origin stories. It brings me a lot of joy. I love connecting with people and I love sharing their stories with you. So come along for the ride and remember, every thought matters. All right, I'm here with Eric, a.k.a. Sonotero from TikTok. That's how I know Eric. And I also know that Eric's from Iowa, which is where I grew up. And welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, Eric. How you doing? I'm wonderful. And it's actually Soto Fractal now. I've totally destroyed the name and changed it to Soto Fractal. Or Eric Soto is even easier, eventually. What's all of this? What's all that mean, though? What's that mean to you? Because I don't... Um, well, Sototero is the is um, a name I kind of took up back in 2015 when I made my own tarot deck. I called it, I didn't know what to call it, so I just called it Soto's Tarot, and then I came up to be Sototero. So the deck on, my deck's name actually imprinted is Sototero, and that's where you, where, what the name is on the deck. And I went with that for social media, different platforms like you now and Facebook and Instagram and now TikTok. And right. just maybe recently have changed it to Soto Fractal. Or just people know me as Eric mostly. Yep. People know me mostly as Kelly. And um, I've done a little bit of pivoting myself. I, I used to be Kalito's way because I was nicknamed Kalito a long time ago by a buddy of mine. He called me his uh, half-brother, so he called me Kalito. You know, it sounds Spanish, but I'm no or remotely even close to being Spanish. But then in 2015, like you, I created this website, Every Thought Matters, because I thought literally our thoughts are what really drive us. So that's where everything came from on that platform. And just I've slowly pivoted away from Toledo's way to this. Just, and it just makes sense for me personally. Why tarot in 2015? What led you to that? Um, actually, I've had I've dealt with tarot decks um, all the way back when I was 17, and my mom mm-hmm. passed. She passed early at uh, 38 years old for um, cervical cancer. Uh, it was pretty hard on me, and I was raised Catholic, but we were very loose Catholic. Maybe just during Lent would only have fish on Fridays type deal. Um, Later on, shortly after going into college, I took a tarot deck with me along with the Bible. So I was reading the Bible three different times fully from start to finish my sophomore year. And by sophomore year, I was also reading for myself a tarot deck. So I was split down the middle the entire way. Um, Later on, as I continued on, I met my wife, which um, was a big spiritual epiphany anyway, because we honestly met in high school uh, if I remember correctly, I was a junior and she was a sophomore. So we only really dated a day, very Sicilian, very strict family. What she secretly wasn't even supposed to date at that age yet. We were dating. She had my jacket and we were kind of pretending that we were dating for about a day or two. And some other girls talked bad about me. So she thought I can't be with this guy <laughs> Threw my jacket back at me and just disappeared. Um, didn't really disappear because I, I worked at the same grocery store as her mom back in Illinois. 
And in, she kind of went one day and kind of passed by and asked for my number. And I think I just gave it to her nonchalantly, whatever, just gave it to her. And uh, went to college for two years, uh, sophomore year, out of nowhere, her great, her grandmother, very Sicilian lady, very strict, out of nowhere says, hey, Angie, that's my wife's name. You need to call this guy that you got a phone number for. Didn't really give a reason, just said you need to talk to him. So she called my father up and the address that I was at, or that he was there in Illinois and said, oh, he's in college. And my dad is very strict as well. So he never would have given a phone number away, especially to a girl where I'm at, yet he did. Mm-hmm. So he gave the number uh, to her. She called my dorm room and left a voice recording on one of those little mini cassette tape recorders that you had back in the day that you had to put the tape in. And basically all she said was, hey, Eric, uh, I don't know if you remember me. This is Angie. We used to go in high school. I just wanted to call to say hi and see how you were. I mean, it was something like that. I don't even remember. The reason I don't remember is because when I came home from class and played that, I saw what I call a flash, which is literally the entire world stopped. And I saw pictures of us. I saw family. I saw kids. I saw strife. I saw everything that could possibly happen that's pretty much happened in within milliseconds. But it felt like I was watching something for a couple minutes. And I called her back up and was happy. And I think I overkilled it because I, I pretty much basically said, God said we're going to be together. <laughs> nice. And so she she was very interested, but also kind of, you know, took a step back and said, okay, I like this. I mean, you're cute and everything, but let, let's see where this goes. And we talked for hours while I was at uh, on landlines back then in the 90s um, and just spoke on while we were gone. I came back three months later because she called me in January, shortly before my mom's birthday. So my mom's birthday in the end of January happened, and I had a big connection spiritually where I was still following local churches and at the do- at the uh, colleges that were kind of non-denominational Christian, more kind of Pentecostal, if anything. And they just got together, sang some songs, and kind of talked loosely about you know the Holy Spirit in your life kind of thing. So I'm going to these. My mom's birthday comes. I had a breakdown that I felt that, I don't know, five days before she called me and I felt that she had something to do with it. Um, March came back for my birthday to meet her and her family, hit it off great with their Italian family. They love me to death. And then in June, I'm sorry, in July that year, I proposed to her. And so we were engaged that same year, six months of just being together one or two days before in high school. Four or five years have passed, and she called me, and I immediately knew we were going to be together. So I barely remembered how she looked. She barely remembered how I looked. Yet we both felt like we had to be together. And fast forward three years, we eloped in Florida and got married, and it's now 27 years married and 30 years together just this last July. So pretty powerful I know you asked originally, why did you get into tarot? It wasn't necessarily tarot, it was answers I was looking for. And I wasn't finding it directly from a religion. And I wasn't really even finding it from the cards. But the cards made me think more of other things that were actually happening, where the Bible was making me just think of stories and you know, strictness and boundaries and things of that sort. So... Long story short, I, I guess uh, I think you said why well, you know what started with the tarot, but that's kind of really what it was. It was answers. It, 
you were seeking answers, just like the rest of us, we all are seeking answers. And some people use the Bible, my mother is one of them, as their mechanism. And there's some great mechanisms and passages in the Bible that can really guide you from a philosophical standpoint. But yet you found yourself, I love the fact that you had this flashpoint, just listening to her message, and like, you know, Stanley Kubrick or, you know, a film director just got into your head and showed you the film of your life coming up within oh, yeah. a few milliseconds. That's just, to me, that's spiritual and that's amazing that you had that experience. Not a lot of people do. That's a rare thing. It's more prevalent now that, in my personal opinion, we're going through this metamorphosis in society, but the 90s, not so much. Oh, no, there was an internet. There was really nothing back then. It, and it felt right. literally like a film. It, it, it felt like a film that you, we watch, we watch these, you know, rom-coms together all the time where they mm -hmm. end up destined together, the, you know, the boy and the girl. And we look back and go, nope, ours is more special than this. You can't write this. It, it's crazy how much it's seven years into our relationship. We almost divorced yet. We didn't got back together. We never really divorced. We just kind of separated for a half a second, maybe two weeks, and we're stronger ever since. And we've been each other's best friend. We can't, we have never had any friends outside of family because we're each other's best friend. So we just never really have a connection with somebody very long where we tend to be each other's rock. So does she partake in tarot too, or is she, because she's Sicilian, she's probably more. You know, oh no, she 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 supports everything and and she's been with me. I mean, we've gone to, um, I've gone to a medium with her back before our first child was born. We have three boys. The oldest is twenty five, and there's twenty two wow. and seventeen. So before they were even born, we went to this guy, and that's a that's a whole another story how we met this guy. But a medium, um, she's she has dreams of still her father who passed and very vivid dreams that she talks to him. So she knows she has abilities, what we call abilities to connect to the yeah. spirit realm or the other side, but she's still scared and won't really go beyond that, but she fully sees mine and fully supports what I do. So she's, she supports me, but she just doesn't feel, you know, there's that free will thing again. I, I get it, but I'm not really ready for it kind of deal. Well, if you remember, I think I did that TikTok and I'm still, coming into terms with this. This is part of why I want you on your podcast. You're, a, you're, you're seeking answers as much as I am, and I love it, but nobody has free will in your reality, which I'm still... One of my friends, Kayla, her name, is literally her name on TikTok, put something out there like that, and I'm like, wow. It just blew me away. And that's why I wanted you on my podcast, to be able to not only talk about our spiritual journeys, both of us, but your story and how you became Eric as you are today, 27 years of marriage, three kids, you still, you do something that I'm still struggling with is you embrace Western religion, yet you also embrace the spiritual realm, which I, I'm wonky on that, and I think that's, to me, that's really cool. Something I could never wrap my head around, but that form Born and raised Catholic, I was a good altar boy, all of that good stuff. And I've read the Bible. I, gosh, I even dated this Pentecostal lady for a while. Went to church where they were speaking in tongues. Like, 
when I was there the first time, it was like, okay, you don't, y'all are weird. But now I'm like, they were just channeling spirit. That's all they're doing. Yeah. And it's, now I look back on it, I'm like, how beautiful is that? And we, you, you and I both know a lot of people that can do that, especially on TikTok, which is where I've, I've literally just started this tarot thing. A friend of mine gave me that Akashic deck that I used as a Christmas gift, and it just sat. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you should read those on TikTok. That's all right. That's where I came from. But I'm fascinated by yours. It's, you are, in fact, in Iowa, right? But you're not an Iowa yeah. native. No, I can't. I've only been here four years. I've been in Illinois all my life, except for a month and that we went to Florida to get married, and then uh, just last four years in Iowa now. Yeah, do you know where Fort Dodge is? North Central. I still don't know where half of these places are in Iowa. <laughs> well, you know where Des Moines is? It's straight north yes. there. That's where I grew up. Yes. Seventeen years of my life in a photo town of about four hundred people. So, and so that's why I'm like, he's from Iowa. Cool. Spiritually, he's from Iowa. That's you know, kind of an anomaly, but I like it. So, what, is, I don't know, I'm just speaking off my, you know what, and my brain just said, well, what's next? Why, where do you evolve from this, or is this still more, are you, like me, very curious about things, so you're just knowledge gathering? Um, well, to update, I, I made a deck on my own because as I was using tarot, right, the basic Rider Waite Smith standard type deck, um, readings became more intuitive, less than what actually I'm seeing. And I would actually, what you, someone would do automatic writing or somebody that uses um, a natural ability without a tool, meaning that they're just seeing and feeling things. They're clairsentient or clair, uh, clairvoyant. Things like that were coming through, so I had to make my own deck. Now, when I made my own deck in 2015, that was a whole experience as well because I was getting frustrated to try to get an artist. I couldn't draw, and I was looking for an artist to do my deck, but I understood what needed to be. So when I looked for an artist to do that, what happened was I found a program, a fractal program, that uses mathematics and if you type in coordinates, longitude, latitude, X and Y axis and such, it does colors and shapes and these basically these fractals that will come out indefinitely if you zoom in and a lot of you, you can manipulate them in many different ways, but they still look very mathematical. Well, right before I was about to begin that, I came down with a 104 degree fever. Couldn't figure out why I had to stay home from work about three days and I had the chills that were horrible. I didn't feel like doing anything. I would shake at night in between Tylenol and ibuprofen. And in between, I would sit at the computer desk and I would manipulate these and then stop and go, that's the magician. That's, it was a spider and it had all these colors and it had little spider babies. And that was the, that was the magician. To me, that is. And it's a she. It's not a man. It's creative. It's a force that manifests. So it has to be a female. It has to be this. So I was able to channel, and I didn't know that then, but I was actually channeling spirit to put in, which my cards, now that I use them more, they were a standard deck. They had all the swords and the pentacles and all the major arcana. If you look at them and I told you, you'd say, you're right. But where they are now, many, many, many years later, they're just a tool I flash up. It gives me a feeling. And from then on, it's all my ability. 
So it was a tool that helped me get to a part that ultimately I wanted to be seeking an answer. Is there anything about this other side stuff that everybody talks about? What is the spiritual side? I don't want to do cards. I don't want to sell these things. I could care less. I've thrown them out. I don't know how many times uh, in my own deck too. Walked away from tarot many times. Even my own deck, I've let sit for years and then come back to it. And now that I, I, I came on TikTok in March, and in March when I was doing, I go, what am I going to do on TikTok? And you know what? I feel like I want to teach on tarot again. Maybe I do something there. So I started out reading for people with very few cards that became one card that became sometimes no cards. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's actually led me into finding the correct people that I need, mentors, people who have a better side view of spirituality that I know that I can experience, that they've experienced, that they're similar, that I know they're not BSing because I felt this. So I know they're coming from experience and they're not just looking at you know Google. That led me to more mediumship. And that's kind of where I'm at now, of literally understanding more because things have been morphing from reading tarot to actually feeling uh, abilities while I'm reading for someone, emotions, on a, you know, don't even know them. They're behind a private wall, can barely, they, they have maybe a face or just a symbol of whatever they are. Looks like a bot, but you know they're not because they've answered questions multiple times. So there's no possible way you know anything about mm -hmm. this account. And they're saying, just give me a general reading. And here I'm giving them a three-minute reading off of one card that they come back and tell me, oh my gosh, this, 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 and this, I validate this. And here's the reason why. And I've done it not just once or twice, but hundreds of times that led me to walking away from it saying, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep doing this parlor trick of, you know, you're going to be a tarot reader that you're charging, you know, $20, $30 a read, or do you want to actually remember what you came for when your mom passed? that you knew she was still around you, that you knew there was a connection there. And the medium that you spoke to, that I alluded to, that my family went to a couple times, channeled her and gave you a glimpse of what's there. So I said, that's what I want to do. And that's kind of what's been happening uh, the last month, I think right, right around the end of July, it's been more than a month, but the end of July, this whole Lionsgate thing, dreams have been coming in. Feelings have been coming in. I had a, a crazy, um, what was that dizziness, vertigo that I had for like three and a half, four days that almost knocked me over that I had nothing medically wrong that could make any sense of that. And I actually felt good, except I was dizzy to the point of I was going to fall over and, it, and every day it got a little better. In the meantime, I'm having these crazy dreams. Just I don't dream or don't remember the dream. And here they were coming dreams that led me to things and to people that now I can connect to. Uh, and again, the long story short is I ran into some people who showed me how to connect, you know, as a layman, you don't have to necessarily be this, you know, go through all these classes to be a medium. There's reasons why you should, but we all have this natural ability. And that's something I've been saying as well, that we all have this natural clear abilities. We all have these feelings it's the same token of picking up a, a phone back in the day when you had landlines and you pick up the phone and you start dialing and the other person, on the other side goes, Whoa, 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 who's this? And you're like, who's this? Oh, it's your mom. Oh, I picked up the phone. I was going to call you. How'd you do that? How'd you call each other back then? You know, how did that happen? How were you connected thinking of each other? 
some of that still happens now with text messages or people right. just looking, you know, that's still similar, but it was prevalent back then because you could actually do that and you wouldn't hear a dial tone. And if you picked it up perfect, perfectly, you'd never hear the ma bell ring. It would just, you'd start. So that happened multiple times to, to me with family and especially my mom at that time. So these connections that we have, I came on a TikTok secretly going, you know what, I'm going to do reads, but I, I want to prove that we have this ability. And it's scientific in some way, shape or form. There's science to it. We're, it's built into us. I couldn't tell you why, but it's built into us that we have this. And as I tested it, more of it came out that, yes, that we have this ability. You can improve it. And it's, and it's even more so than you think. It has to do with vibration. It has to do with, like you say, the law of attraction, yep. continuity. There's certain laws there that if you take it one step further, if you ask for the moon, you're going to get the universe. And that's what's been happening. I, I need to see, I, I need to see this. I got to see it for myself. If I meditate here, is, am I actually going to feel my mother come by? It did. And when I say it did, I later on, I've done it multiple times where she's come through, that I've seen her, that I've seen things, that I've felt them, that I've seen some crazy, which should be scary stuff that people talk about, but it's not scary. I, I'm understanding it a little bit more. And I've only scratched not even a, you know, one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of where I'm even going yet. Still with the idea that I don't know anything, but I like the way this is going. And that's my account went from I need to get people on board and get, get these likes in to, well, I'm at 3,500. I'm going to throw 1,600 of them away because they're looking at me the wrong way and they don't really follow what I'm doing and see who comes back. And if they follow, they follow. If they don't, they don't but I'm still going to do this. And I could care less. You know, I, I say I care less. I do care that people who are on there are watching, but I do it with the intention of I'm teaching myself and you're along for the ride if you want to be. That's kind of how I feel about my readings on TikTok. One of my friends told me, just keep doing it. You need to get practiced in it. You need to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, because there's something there for me. And even one of my said friends that, you know, I'm a mindset coach said, you need to offer that as part of your, uh, coaching uh, program. Like, oh, where'd that come from? But she's ridiculously smart and everything, and like, your readings are always on point. Like, even for me, I'm like, whoa, dude. And I, I'm still new to this, literally maybe three, six weeks into it. And people were like, wow, this is, it's, but as you know, I think my grandmother had the same ability. She's literally standing right there. Um, and she would read for uh, families that had soldiers overseas in World War II. That's what she would do. And apparently, and then my mother tells me that she talked to my sister, my oldest sister, as well. She told her about how I connected with them. And we, our mutual friend, the other Kelly, Curious Crane, on TikTok, you know, channeled her on one thing, and that honestly shifted everything about me in one reading. And that's why mediumship is such a gift because it can help you connect with lost, you know, lost ones. Like my father's been gone for 22 years and my grandmother never, even, she wasn't even alive when I was born. She died a year and a half before I was born. I didn't even know her and yet I know she's here and she's watching over me. Did you know that the Every Thought Matters podcast has a shop? 
It does. It's at everythoughtmatters.com slash shop. There's everything from pillows to t-shirts to coffee mugs and a journal. Check it out. All of the cool spiritual sayings are on all of this merchandise. It's at everythoughtmatters.com slash shop. Go visit it today. She's here. And she's watching over me. She keeps telling me, Kelly, get, you know, your abundance is coming. Don't worry about it. You've got And it showed up. It literally showed up out of nowhere. So, it's all frequency. And speaking of frequency, do you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is? No, not a fan. He's a, basically a science-based law of attraction guy. So, it's all science. And he's very, very popular in the law of attraction circle. But it's science-based, like how your brain works and how you can attract things and what parts of the brain actually fire when you have that dopamine rush or that you know, endorphin rush and whatever else it is, you know. I've, I've been an Abraham Hicks guy, which is basically, in my terms, spirit being channeled into one voice by a lady out of San Antonio. So, but it's all vibrational stuff, which goes, goes back to all of this stuff is, I'm going down a wackadoodle path right now about, is this an illusion? And there's, I had a vision over at my friend's who's a forgiveness coach. And I had this vision where I could see outside of our reality. And they were they were there was somebody or something there. Like, yeah, you, we know you can see it. That's what we want. We wanted you to see that. Like literally this being an illusion, not reality. It's just, I don't know if Right, this is the matrix. This is the PC game. This is this is literally the PC game. We can understand that now that we could bat probably in the 80s. But now, you know, if you explain to a child, if you, they've seen the game, if you see Matrix, the movie, or if you just see a video game with your avatars, this is all the avatar world. This is the, this is the, our, you know, the MMPRG, whatever the, this is the multi-universe that you run around in and you can customize your character, but this is all you can do it in. You can't do it elsewhere. This is where it all is. And, I've seen other terminologies about your if you're originating elsewhere and you're putting yourself into this matrix and this is where everything's happening. When you remove yourself from it, you're still here because you never were into that. This is a construct. So you're never gone. And that's one thing I'll tell you, especially I was always a skeptic when I was going through all this, I would always doubt my readings. I would always doubt myself. I would always, always say, I need to know for sure. Yeah, I can still doubt this. And I'm always looking afterward. Like I had that authority at the moment. I had my back vibrating. I had all these feelings that I have this authority to tell this person, this is what is going on. And, and they validate it. But then even afterward, when time passes, I would doubt it and start saying, well, maybe it was just my back, which is itchy. You know, maybe there was something there that I was not seeing. But the moment I started changing that, more recently to, okay, I'm not going to doubt it. I'm going to believe it, right? Law of attraction. This is true. I believe this is true. I've always known it's true. Why am I doubting this? Then things started shifting more. And when I say things, meaning I, I still almost, I almost kind of see myself like, uh, you know, I don't know what, what in history to say, but like, you know, going say, you know, God, if you're real, go prove it. 
strike me down with lightning, right? That's kind of the feeling. But it was meant with honor. It was meant with compassion. It was met with uh, respect. But it was also like, strike me down with lightning. <laughs> you know, if, you're, if this is true, I need to see this. So it wasn't asked for correctly originally. So I would only get bits and pieces of it. But as I started changing my mindset, like, okay, I'm seeing these things and I'm going to believe, let's for one minute say it's true. There is a, another reality. There is a spiritual other side that I'm connecting to. So let's go further. Let's, let's go down that rabbit hole. And that's when things started happening where, okay, let's meditate for something. So I'd sat here and meditated now just yesterday for an hour and a half that felt like 15 minutes. I, I honestly, have, I went from a half an hour to an hour to an hour and a half in only three days. And each time felt like the same period of time, 15, about 15 minutes maximum. In that time period, I also saw visions. I was completely awake. I was just had my eyes closed and just breathing. But I had family members that I haven't seen forever come through and validate with clairaudience, with their actual voice, with actual symbols, with actual things. Now, you can still say, well, that's your brain talking. Okay, then I saw other things that I can't even describe that were just too many for my mini imagination to make up with my eyes closed. I'm not that great. There's no, there's no way. So I've asked for, but in a positive way, I believe this now show me because I believe I don't understand all of it yet, but now I believe it. And it's only become more and more daily. Almost. I had to put a diary on it. I think I'm up to diary nine. That I'll probably release tonight. Uh, That every day, I think there's nothing's going to happen today. I don't really understand what's going to happen. And it does. So I push it further. Okay, show me what this is going to be. I need to see something different. There it is. There's another thing. So, and as I'm going, I'm also noticing my realities changing quickly that not only are people coming in my life and I seem to be connecting them to other people or I'm helping them with their story, but I'm also noting how my mindset has changed that I, I'm not as negative as I used to be. And I'm also noticing that my purpose seems a little grander. I don't really want to do this for fame. I really don't even want to do this for money. I want to do this because it is and simply because of that. And whatever that takes me to, I'll figure that out later. But I just want to know, like I did back when my mom passed, what is all this about? And why do I still feel her? Yeah, I... I with what you said makes a lot of sense to me because it's kind of where I'm at, even though I don't have all those years of experience of tarot reading. I, I, I'm very new to it. And mine is actually the Akashic, which is different than the regular tarot, with, you know, the nine of pentacles and all of that. So it's still so brand new, but I like you, like I'm not doing this for anything other than to get some answers because I, my moment in time, and I, I'll never forget this, it was my friend Jen in Los Angeles, Hermosa Beach specifically, and I was visiting her. She was a friend of mine that used to play pro beach volleyball, and we became friends. Crashing on her couch, and it was 9-15, April 11, 2009. She hands me the book called The Four Agreements, which is, you know, one of, it's my Bible. And I'm reading it, and I felt like the entire universe is at my disposal in that moment in time. 
it was weird. It's like I I didn't get information, but it felt like the connection to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the universe. Were there. It was just it was the most deeply spiritual moment. And from that moment on, I just started diving into all of this other stuff, you know, about my thoughts and why my thoughts are the way they are. And I kept going with that. Like, I don't know if you know who Gordana Birnat is, but one of my favorite people that I look up to, she's a coach, but she remembers being 12 and wondering what's the edge of the universe look like. And I've always thought about that. And that, that coinciding with that day at my friend's couch, I could still, I could see exactly where I was, which way I was laying the book in my hand. She gave it to me because she, you know, she had the, each of the four agreements taped on her uh, mirror in the bathroom. I'll never forget that, but that was my turning point. How do I get back to that? I felt inner peace for the first time in my life. Now you say you're still trying to get back to that? I think so. I think so because I think connecting to spirit is that's where it's at, though. I'm thinking connecting to my grandmother and connecting to the cards and connecting to people and connecting to the reading. That's where, for me, that's where it's at. Where Trying to understand, you know, is this really an illusion? But I also look at the world where every day is a blank page. I literally wake up every day is a blank page. I do. It's interesting you say that, blank page. I'm going to have to pause that on there because I just, I got a message there. Blank page is when I read, and I've read literally, when I say professionally, when somebody actually paid me something, was it's been over... 30 years of being paid. I'm 50 now. Okay. So when I was 20, I actually did get paid. So from then on, I'm, you can consider me a professional and I actually have a, my deck. So I'm, I've been professional that way. But when I started reading for people to understand what's beyond the cards and what's beyond that, each time I've read for someone, I've felt them and I've understood people a little bit more. And it's, it's, it's a little difficult to understand, to describe in words, but the more I read for people, the more I didn't take them as part of me, but I became more blank. Does that make sense? Like my, I, yes, I have to go to work. I love my family. I love kissing my wife, all that kind of stuff. But I felt less here and more connected to all of them. Does that make sense? It, it's as I was, especially when I would get very emotional and get very deep, we're talking people with that were running from their families, abuse, this would come through. I mean, the, a lot of these got pretty intense, especially in the live. Some of them got pretty intense. And most every other one you're hearing, it's just, will Johnny ever love me again kind of deal. And I get that. And I talked about why people want that because love and connection, it's really big in their life. And it may seem like it's not, but it is. But all the other ones about all these intense emotions and these intense feelings it helped me understand what they were going through because I've never been in abuse like that. I've never been in a situation where I was gotten, you know, beaten like that or bruised or sexually abused that way or any of that kind of stuff. Yet I was living that through the reading and understanding more about it. So I had more empathy. The more I'd read, the more empathy I'd have, the more I'd understand. And I was teaching myself as the cards are coming up saying, well, this is how you should handle it. And it wasn't Eric saying that because Eric has absolutely no idea what to do in this situation. Right. I, mean, I don't know what to do. I want to run from that and say, I don't want anything to do with you personally. If you told me that in a supermarket, I'd go, I got to go find the frozen peas. 
I'm, I'm going to be over here. But because I, you know, you came to me and I'm doing this, this is what's coming through. And then I'd look at it and I'd redo the video if I did it on a video and go, that wasn't me. When I was reading that, I mean, I'm, I move a lot when I read. I wrote, I mean, if you've ever seen me, I have a boppy syndrome that yeah, some of my friends have joked. Mm -hmm. It's a human pendulum. And there's, there's science about that as well. By moving, I'm actually moving to a vibration and I'm actually sinking into that person's vibration. I don't know I do it until people have noticed it. And I go, yeah, because when I'm speaking those words, I don't say, um, and yeah, and all these, you know, th I don't speak that way like I normally do. I speak with authority and I speak clearly and I speak big words, quote unquote, that I usually don't use. So a lot of this is coming through and I learn, go back and learn from it. And it becomes less about Eric and it becomes more about these people. That's why I loved reading. And I felt like the, I want to just read for people because you're teaching me more than I'm teaching you for this minute. That's why I'm not charging you. And that's why I like doing it. And as I said, then I push myself, well, can I do it with one card? Can I do it instead of doing a multiple amount? What can I get out of one card that means this? And it would. Because I would pull, I would start pulling it up and already I'm not using this. I'm already connecting with the person. And that's what was flowing. And I'd realized that. And that's what led me more to, okay, this is bigger than just, you know, cards. And I love my cards to death, but it was a tool to get me here. And it's helping me symbolize, uh, you know, symbol wise that I'll probably use in my mediumship. But that's the, it did its purpose. It's not. It's all about the connection of the of the persons, not about the cards or even what the cards mean. I just had an epiphany because when I was in LA, I was a filmmaker and made a bunch of films, blah blah blah. And I always said, you know, if I could get paid just to be a connection to people, I'd be happy. And that's basically what reading for people is: is connecting to mm -hmm. them, and you connect to them and. And I, I'm like you, it's like, that's not me talking, that's spirit talking. That's, that's just what they're telling me to say. That's it. And because afterwards, I'm like, what did I just say? And a lot of times, just like when our friend, mutual friend Kelly reads, she'll go in and she won't even remember what she said. Right. And I, and that's just tapping into that realm that you and I both know exists and there's for me, that's glorious because that's being able to know that that's there kind of gives me peace. I think going back to my origin story of what kind of led me down this this path. I didn't start meditating until I lost my job in 2014. So I just and just decided that's what I needed to do. I read this really great book by. Uh, Kamal Ravikant called Live Your Truth, which is, I don't read self-help books, and I have this thing about it, I just, they bore me. Most self-help books bore the crap out of me. Like, even the workbook kind do. Mm -hmm. So, but that's one did, because it was easy to read, it was maybe 100 pages, a small, kind of a note-card size, but it was great. And that's where I picked up meditating. I picked up on how to talk to myself and why I got every thought matters. I think your thoughts do. And I've talked about it just like, and I know you've seen my videos because 
do we, my friend said, do we receive thoughts or do we think thoughts? And she said, well, no, we receive thoughts and then we think them. And that kind of blew me out of the water. And I said, whoa. You get it. And then it now it's become this uh, colander to sift through the right thought to help you live a more peaceful life and attract whatever you want to attract. That's kind of why I'm a mindset coach. Intuition is all about listening. It's That's why everybody has it. It's just we like to talk. And we like to say, this person here, I have studies, I know this, you know, and especially the more scholar, scholarly we are, the more we don't want that intuition. We want to be able to say what I think you should do. So when the intuition, that's one of the key reasons you know it's true intuition, because you forget it. You literally feel, you know, you're there. It's almost like hypnosis. That's the close, I've been hypnotized yes. a couple of times in my life. And I know how it feels. And I, I remember that at any given time, I could have just picked up and walked away. But I was on a stage in uh, NIU, Northern Illinois University, DeKalb, Illinois, and they yep. hypnotized five of us. And when it was done, I was the one up there on stage in front of, I don't know, hundreds in the stadium. And I was doing the Pee Wee Herman tequila dance in front of everyone. And I remember that feeling of peace and I'm Pee Wee Herman and I'm not afraid and I'm just going to do the shoe dance for you. And that's, that's that whole channeling feeling of when we're reading for someone, we know we're there, but we feel like the lines are like, just like an actor. Here's the lines, here's the lines, here are the lines. And you know, you're saying it and you're like, yeah, I agree with that. That's fine. Oh, that's different. But I'll say that anyway. But afterward you're like, okay, I don't really remember what I said. In fact, tomorrow I'm definitely going to forget this. If you ask me, I'm going to, completely forget it unless I watch the video a few times. That's the intuition of the listening part. It's all about listening. It's interesting because I've been an actor, I've been in front of the camera, I've been on TV and all that crap. And a lot of times when you go and you do a scene, you forget that you were even there. It's, it's a weird, it's kind of a time-space continuum where you, you're totally in another world. It's kind of cool. But reading is also that way for me because, and that the podcast too, because I tell a lot of people that I do this because I love the connection to humans. Humans are the most glorious thing in this world. And I've said it for years, it's the greatest uh, commodity that we have. And most people don't see that. They think of wheat and bean and corn and soybeans and all that other crap as commodities. But we as humans are the greatest thing. That's why I do this because I just, this is a drug for me. I'll, I'm going to walk away. I'll be high for at least two, three hours afterwards. Just because that's it. When you hear somebody's story and going back to you channeling and not even knowing any of these people and learning from them, you understand that the humans are mirrors, which always gives me that this whole thing that we're all mirrors to each other, which means we're all one because we're all collectively one we are all god we all have the divine you know higher being in our in ourselves so by that by learning from somebody's trauma even gives you gets you closer to god to be honest with you. and the whole point of god is to go home right that's it that's what your soul's the divine purpose is to go home to that end at least that's what i think i don't know if anybody else but that's 
why I'm on this journey because I want to learn like this. And so I had you on my podcast. And you always open my brain up. No, I appreciate that. I never know. I never know who's listening. And that's one thing that I've, I tested that theory multiple times on TikTok where at some point, you know, there's the algorithm going back and forth and you can, you know, you don't sometimes I've never had a viral video. I've never even had, I think the highest video I had was 3000 views or so 3,500 or so. Cause I did the TikTok way that they like fast, furious and short and a lot of stuff and flashy. So when that, when that's happened, I didn't really like how I did it. It wasn't really me so much, but it was the algorithm. So every once in a while, I'll put out maybe in a story, which is something that disappears after 24 hours. You just post and it goes away. Or I'll do it just a simple thing like, hi, how are you? And here I get hundreds of people out of nowhere. Well, it's not out of nowhere. They're my followers and friends. And they go, hi, how are you? We love your content. And then I look and go, yeah, but you're not liking or sharing or commenting like all my stuff. And then you come out of nowhere to tell me you're here. So long, long story short, just a little while ago, I realized, you know what? They're there. It's the platform. Don't worry about that. They're watching it. And every time I've left that be, the right people would come back and go, when I didn't think they'd say anything, go, oh, that touched me. I'm glad you posted that. That's exactly what's happening to me. Or I'm, I'm using this video now to help me connect to spirit. I, you, you have no idea. They're DMing me and they're, some of them have got my phone number and some of them were, we were connecting in other ways and some want to mentor me because they understand where I'm coming from. So in that respect, again, the Bible in one hand when I was in college and tarot in the other. One of them has maybe all the secrets and the golden rule, right? But it doesn't have the people. Whereas the other one, the tarot forced me, tarot means nothing unless you're connecting to someone. So it wasn't about the cards. It was about to read. You've got to be connected to somebody. And that's why slowly the cards have dwindled down to less and less cards down to basically none. It's showing you, see, you just needed to connect with people. And that's what some of the religions have kind of, maybe they used to be connecting with people, but that's what I had. You know, I wanted to give them both a fair shake. And this one felt like you have to read this. You have to be in a different place, but it doesn't matter if you're with people. Where the other one is, it's all people. And it's all community-based. And everybody, I mean, evolutionarily speaking, we're all meant to be in a tribe of some form. And that's and that's community and that's connecting to people. And that's our innate, like in our DNA. And now I, I'm going that I truly think our physical heart is actually where the soul resides. And we're... There's something in there that doctors can, could never find, you know, that mm -hmm. transmits something beyond, you know, I think the ancients had it right when they talked about the heart being a soul. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's where I'm going to as well. But being able to use that to connect to, to you, like on this podcast or whoever else I have on this podcast, again, that's a joy in life. There's, you only get one, uh, go around on this very go around called life. Then yeah, you'll transition to the other side, but why not make this the best possible thing you could? And you're doing it with understanding who you are and you're diving into who you are and asking questions. Which I like. It's why I connect with you because I'm the same type of person. I want to know why. Even if I go down this path and say this is an illusion and it turns out it's not, I don't care. At least I'm asking that question and I'm not scared of it. 
and I just move on. And back to your TikTok, do what makes you happy. You know, that's what it's about. And don't worry about hashtags and all that other garbage. Just do something. If you want to make a, a three-minute video to teach people, do a three-minute video to teach people. If you're in your heart, you know that felt good, you'll reach the people that you need to reach, even if it's just one person. Mm. And that's what most people miss about any social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the platform is. And the next one that's coming, because there's another one coming. There's always is. If anything is, you know, I used to use a platform that was like TikTok, sort of. Zoom, basically. It was a precursor to Zoom. And that's, I still have friends to this day that we would sit, laugh, cry until the middle of the night talking and laughing and crying and just having fun but basically on a glorified Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So it's all about connecting. Always. Yeah, very much so. I, that's why I wanted you here because I knew you would you have an ability to expand people's minds but you do it in a safe way whereas as opposed to I tried to, why I think every thought matters and I actually think words matter is people really kind of a double entendre, but people should not ever use the word should and need when talking to other people about their situations. That comes from, that's like here and then here. You're talking up here instead of going down here to their level. And like what you said, when you read for people for trauma that you don't even know what it's like, you're coming from here. Because and that makes them feel safe where their vulnerability gets opened up. With their vulnerability gets opened up, you allow them to help them heal. My next TikTok and I will probably do it at least four or five times a year, teach people that they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed. Learned that from my therapist. Not broken, you don't need to be fixed. So any final words, anything you want to say, like, what's your stamp? What's, what's Eric? What's my stamp? Where I'm at now, um, I would say that I'm back to where I originally wanted to be. I, I wanted to find proof in the pudding, basically. And I've, I've got the breadcrumbs. I'm constantly looking almost in a scientific way the scientific method at least you know you can only you can only experiment on yourself and that's one thing you know you hear other people there's i've heard and and it's and it's very true um there's all there's many roads to rome but rome doesn't change so that means that those laws are still valid in rome you know the law of attraction the law of vibration a lot of uh um continuity and some others that are there these are all there but to get there it might be a little bit different for everybody they some people swear they see spirits with their naked eye some people say they see auras with their naked eye i've never seen that i don't know if i ever will but based on my other things that i've seen and felt and dealt with and my just even being with my wife in real life seeing my mother's funeral four years before it happened and then it happening exactly that way um being to a medium who said things directly that happened many, many years, like the gold truck 
for Cedar Rapids Steel Transit that I drove for and Cedar Rapids that I came out to here to work. People's names that I, many, many years, you would have never known that actually crossed my path, lets you believe that, you know, is time really time? And everything up to this point, again, leads me to believe that there's more there. Every, you know, you say every thought matters. Words are, words are binding. And I, I put that to the test. You, your account probably in some way, shape or form with you just saying the simple phrase, watch what you say. It, it really means the difference. I've, I've al actually validated that the last couple of times I've meditated and connected in spirit, meaning I've put boundaries in words and written them in books, not a spell or anything, but just validly saying, because, you know, like they say, as in heaven, as in earth, and it, it, you know, within and without the whole laws that they say, if you bind them here, it's completely bound there. It's valid. I've actually had tests when I saw these weird glowing eyes and anguished faces that I'm awake. My wife's on the couch. I'm sitting here at the table. And with my mind's eye, I'm seeing pretty horrible demon-like things, right? That's the best I can describe them. But they're behind a wall, a barrier. They're not as scary to me, but I can see that because why? Every thought matters, right? Every word you're by putting words in, that is actually made that other reality prove that those words are powerful. So it's led me to believe if that if I if that's true there, then I gotta watch what I'm saying here. I gotta watch what I'm thinking here. So I guess to encapsulate everything, it, my trip has still gone full circle. I wanted to know, is there another side? Is there really something there that we don't see? Are we connected in some way, shape, or form? And emphatically, there's so much personal validation that I believe yes, and I've only touched a surface that I want to keep looking and finding. So that's what my account is. That's what I'm trying to do is show people, hey, I'm not saying, hey, look, I'm seeing this and this is why I'm seeing a color and I'm seeing a spirit guide. I say things out loud because I know there's you know, a good group of others that are like, that's exactly what happened to me. And nobody around me believes me. Somebody's seeing that and they're going, and I've had them come back and go, that's, that's happened to me too. And I try to tell my wife or my husband, they're like, yeah, I don't believe you. And you can't take it out of you. I can't take this and say, Kelly, look, this here, this is everything, right? This is, this is my entire experience. I'll never be able to do that. So I can't validate it that way. But personally, it's validating everything. And that's all that matters. As long as that's validating to me, I'm happy. Good. I love that. And that's a hell of a way to end. That was a lot. And that, wow, it was great. Now my brain's just processing everything you just said, which is beautiful. Because it's very spot on. And it's going to help me because I'm just beginning my journey and I can't wait to see where it goes. I know now that I have people like you that are in my life that can help me on that journey. And I'm good with that. Like you and Kelly and a couple of the other readers and people in my personal life. So that's been great. And I knew you would kind of just take my cranium, pull it open and say, here's some things, you know, some more stuff. Let's look, let's look, look at that. So I'm very grateful to have you on my podcast tonight. I'll publish this and all of this other good stuff. But thank you again for taking the time out of your day. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, sir. Thank you. Have a good one, and I got to figure out where the stop button is. Oh, there it is.